Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Uh, Good evening, everyone. Good afternoon. Good morning, whenever you're listening to us. And uh, welcome to episode 38 of Beyond the Bench. We're in season one, towards the end of season one. Um, That was about a year ago. I'm excited to move on to season two. It is going to be exciting, isn't it? What do you have planned for the wrap-up for season one, Todd? What what have you been thinking about? (laughs) It's going to be some grand show, I think, out in Washington, D.C., all right. That's what it'll be. I, I like it. But I'm excited to, to roll Is that going to be the end of the year, the National Convention, or the beginning of we're season gonna leave, two? We're going to leave them hanging, see? Oh, yeah. There's got to be a cliffhanger. Does, does Scott, Scott Jarvis come back to be on the bench for season two? Or Contract he, negotiations are still. It's tough. Uh, it's tough, yeah. So I don't know. we got to end it dynamically, I guess, season one in a couple weeks. Uh, before we get out there, we'll have to so, confer with our writers. We will, yeah, for sure. It's high energy stuff. I didn't know I was in. I was getting fired. Well, I just don't know if that was a, even. A, <laughs> I wanted to do it in front of everybody. Okay, oh, you know, I didn't want to do it sense. in private. I'm, right. I'm a coward that way. Yeah, right. I just wanted to make sure it was all out. Are there. we going to be at a Starbucks and you're going to tell me it's it's not you, it's me? It won't be that nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are live from the Marriott in West Des Moines. Uh, We came down here for uh, state AD meetings here tonight, tomorrow, and uh, we're all together. So uh, no phone calls needed. I'm not sitting in my front room. and um, So it's just nice kind of when we can be together like this and and do it all at once. So uh, we've got Dale Ludwig uh, with us. Dale is uh, second VP this year for the IHS ADA from Clear Lake. So welcome, Dale. Thanks for sitting in. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm kind of excited to be a part of this, see what you guys do. I haven't heard any of your podcasts, but maybe I'll have to go back and listen to some of your old stuff and yeah. uh, get caught up a little bit. So I'm yeah. excited to be here. You bet. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being here. Yep. So we're going to dive right in and uh, <clears throat> go with a little what's up, what's down. We'll start with what's up, and we'll start with you today, Scott. Yeah, I had a gr- actually had a great weekend. It was uh, it was busy, but I had fun. We had uh, Saturday we had our the IGCA uh, girls basketball scrimmages at Centennial, so I got to watch some some really good team basketball, some some girls uh, play, and then I got a ton of stuff done in my work. Uh, just had almost a whole afternoon Saturday just so, to work. So on my the office. sun came up. Yes, basically, because you always get a ton of work. It's like I was like, I broke into song, Aaron. It was like, it was amazing. The birds were chirping. It was there was rainbows and unicorns and wow. sunshine. It was beautiful. And then I, uh, we, I had, we had our winter warm up for our show choir, which was our show choir is amazing. And then Sunday again. Uh, we our wrestling team got to meet Dan Gable at the High in Ankeny, oh, so yeah. he spoke to our kids, which was really cool. So appreciate Coach Gable coming. And they, he had a he was selling beer, his own branded beer, really. Mm. And there was a, there's like a sharp cheddar cheese. They sculpted this <laughs> three thousand pound block of cheese into the image and likeness of you know Coach Gable. So. <laughs> What a weekend. State fair worthy. State, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was not sure. butter. Not the butter cow. They had some, but there was this uh, gal from California that came uh, and spent 40 hours carving this 3,000 pound oh block of cheese. Are you kidding me? No, this is real. We can't make wow. that up. We can't, we can't make that stuff up. No. I can't so, see Dan Gable letting him make a take a block of cheese making his likeness. It was life size. How did, much. He, how did he take that? I, he must have loved it because he was 
He was chewing you know, on his own hands. But they were donating a do- <laughs> for every pound of cheese you bought. They donated a dollar to the Dan Gable Museum. So then they're cutting up this Dan Gable cheddar cheese statue in well, small took pieces the whole, to buy they it? They cut the whole back half off so the front sculpture part was still visible, but they cut off the back they, of it and then broke that. it up into pieces and blocks and whatnot. Oh, was, honestly, if you're Dan Gable, is there anything he hasn't seen done not. in terms of a tribute to him? No. Seriously. And now it's the block of cheese. You can check that one off. Yeah, check that one off. Yeah. The bucket list is now complete. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know you've a, made it win. That's a yes. great weekend there, Jarvis. Yeah, it was a fun weekend, yeah. And then I got to cap it off by went to the Drake basketball game last night. Mm. Garrett uh, Sturtz, one of my former student athletes, yes. uh, started, which was awesome. And then Connor Golson, which is another player that we had at Newton, um, got to go in, played about 10 minutes in the game, and uh-huh. hit a three-pointer. So it was really fun night yeah good deal awesome. can I do my down now whoa Aaron you can do whatever you want I I have been trying for years to come up with to, to get my hands on the Scott Jarvis clock that has like 32 hours to every single day <laughs> and I just can't seem to it's not on Amazon it's not on I, I can't find it anywhere my down is that I don't have 32 hours in my day like Scott I, Jarvis does to do all this cool stuff I don't either <laughs> we'll get to the sleep part later. It's, I guess. It's, yeah. yeah, it's we're the, gonna uh, get to that later. Yeah. We're gonna get to the payoff. I my, that's you awesome. Know the, you know the fiddle. You know, with you sold to the yeah, devil. There you go. That's what I. That's, that's what a I cool. We sold your sleep to the devil. Well, something. Somebody did. Yeah. Soul, yeah. sleep, all, all that, all the above. So that's your down. Not having a thirty-two no, hour clock. No, not block. really. I just thought okay. I'd throw that in there. Yeah. Do you want to do your up now? Sure, I'll do my up right now. I'm a. Pretty jazzed up. We just, you know, we've talked a little bit about this, uh, my, the Kennedy Metal Performance class we're doing, and we just wrapped up week nine, or the final session of that this morning. I uh, ended up with 20, 22 kids who just bought into that and, and were there every week with me. And uh, 6.45 a.m. eating Casey's breakfast pizza and mm. Panera bagels and talking about things like uh, composure and confidence and mental toughness uh, types of topics. And just I had a great time with them. Uh, take a couple weeks off and we'll start over and run, run another session here starting in December and see if I can get another 25 kids to come through but just it's a lot of fun if you ever think about doing things like that and, and don't think you've got the time for it uh, I, I'd advise you to give it a shot because I really had a good time with those kids uh, doing that so that's my up good deal awesome. good stuff yeah well Dale we're going to throw you to the fire here wow What's okay up for that's you? hard to beat you guys are busy I will say I got a couple ups one with the as far as my job I'm really excited about our winter season um, we have the best numbers at least initially with practice starting today for the guys girls we have our best numbers we've had in probably five years for basketball um, and same with boys basketball and wrestling so our numbers are up and we got some really good kids and I, and I think it's going to be a fun time in our gym mm-hmm. um, uh, this winter uh, we had we had good we had really good seasons last year, obviously, but I think this year it's, it's going to be uh, just as exciting. So I'm that's what I'm excited about going forward for our kids and for our fans for the winter. Um, you know, we all know those four months get really long. So if we can have some success in the gym, it's just going to make things go a lot quicker. My other up that doesn't probably go with uh, the job is that the holidays are coming up, and I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, it might be one of my one of my favorite holidays uh, because Thanksgiving is always good food, yep. good family, and you get to watch a little football. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Christmas is right around the corner, and that's my wife's favorite holiday. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know what we're going to do, but um, looking forward to that. So yeah. those are those are the things I'm looking good. forward to. Those yeah. are my ups right that's now. And, and you got uh, one of our former coaches at Centennial. Evan. Yes, Evan Johnson, absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's a great kid. He's a great kid, yeah. And I, I say kid. sad to lose Sad yeah. to lose him. I think everybody we hire now as a kid. I feel like yeah, isn't that true? Uh, yep. Uh-huh. I agree. You know, but yeah, he's been really good. He, he yeah. was one of our assistant football coaches. Yeah. Um, he fit, fit fit in well. We had a pretty good year. A little disappointed we didn't make it to the dome, but um, you know, you got to deal with that stuff too. But Evan has been a good addition yeah. to our staff, and then he's going to be doing some assistant wrestling for yeah. us. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm glad to get new guys and young kids in and. And I think the guys have really uh, kind of latched on to him yep. um, at Clear Lake. Um, so um, that was nothing good. but good. That was yeah. a good hire. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah fun time of year, yep. for sure. I mean, it's, it's amazing how fast November goes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's 
it's over in a heartbeat. Yep. And then you got Christmas. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. yep. these two months just fly. They you're do. just busy and getting things going. Yeah. And I think probably because you're looking forward to it too. <laughs> um, for me, I'll, I'll go. I'm going away from the job <clears throat> Friday night. Nothing. No fall play. I mean, no away football. No. So I told Deb. I said, let's go. Let's go out. Let's go do something. So went to a movie. You know, we get to go to a movie about once every three months, it seems like, if that. Yeah. And we went to Ford versus Ferrari. Oh. Is it? oh. Really good show. Is it? Yeah, really oh, good. Yeah. Acting's good. Um, good story. I always like those true stories. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that you know actually happened, even if they're dramatized a little bit for film. <laughs> um, but it, it was a good story and uh, recommended. I give it uh, seven point nine tomato score, I guess. Tomato sauce. Tomatoes. Yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. tomatoes. Whatever the tomatoes are throwing, I give it. A, I'd give it a good one. Yeah, good it was good. Yep. Jeanette, if you're listening, I'll take you on a date sometime. It's not this weekend. But sometime. All right. Keep well, holding out hope. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. No pressure. Thanks, Todd. Yep. That's what I do. All right. Down, Scott. Well. Throw us all down. I, I, I don't know. I don't have yeah. anything really down. We didn't make, you know, I mean, obviously we were disappointed we didn't make uh, playoffs in football or advance in the playoffs. And our volleyball team got beat by Abraham Lincoln in the playoffs. So maybe my, the down was bad. I felt bad for our kids. It's always tough seeing our kids, you know, you know especially our seniors play that final game. So it's always tough. But uh, conversely, I've had, you know, this last week was a, a great work to, a week to get work done. So mm-hmm. I took advantage of the yes. fact that we were not in the playoffs and got a ton of stuff done for our winter teams this last week. So mm-hmm. there's an upside to it. Yeah, there, there was an upside. Yeah. Although, although I, it was tough to see our kids uh, get you know exit early and then see our girls not make it to state volleyball. First time the school's not gone to oh, yeah. state volleyball. Wow. Yeah. There were some good volleyball teams. Yeah, there's. I mean, I was amazing. watching that state tournament. Yeah. My goodness, they can play. Cedar yeah. Falls they, is crazy good. They can play. How about then they got down in every every game. Yeah. There uh, came back from. I'm at the, what are they going like almost three years now? They haven't lost to an Iowa team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Impressive. Other than the finals last year, that was, I think, the only loss. Yeah. Yeah. When we centennial oh, when beat them in the yeah. finals, yeah. I guess that's a regular and they, season. And they yeah. beat and they yeah. beat us at our tournament yeah. though at the beginning of yeah. last last year. They that's beat us at our tournament. Mm. So yeah, they're freakishly but good. Volleyball is there. It, it's a crazy good sport. There's a lot of great players in this. Yep. State. We got a lot of girls in Iowa going on and playing some high level. Oh yeah. College. Yep. yep. I mean, big time. Mm-hmm. Missouri, Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I mean, we've got Iowa girls all over the place. It's great coaching. I mean, I know you guys' leagues are like, but our league is loaded yeah. with volleyball coaches. So, yeah. mm-hmm. well, Aaron, all right. You got anything down? I do have something down beyond the fact I can't figure out the thirty-two hours Scott driver's <laughs> yeah. workday. Um, so, so Cedar Rapids has this, the leaf pickup program. Yeah, <laughs> the leaf. So, so in the fall, you you get your you get your leaves down to the curbside, and they bring a big now. I shouldn't even say this. You should. It's going to be embarrassing to say this, but you guys think back to them when your kids were watching Teletubbies when they were kids yep. or whatever, you know, and there was the Nunu, yep. the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> so there's, this is what my kids always call it. So there's this big leaf vacuum cleaner that they bring around the city and you get your leaves down there along the curb uh, and they'll bring, every other week, they bring the, the, the leaf Nunu around nice and they pick your leaves up. Yep. So, of course, ours was, uh, our scheduled pickup was going to be last week, Monday, Tuesday. They come sometime to our, our neighborhood Monday or Tuesday of last week. So you spend, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight hours, whatever we spend getting all the leaves down to the curbside, get picked up, and then we get that six inches of snow. And so it's mm-hmm. buried in snow. And I just know that they're not going to get those leaves picked up because they're going to hit, be frozen and they won't come pick them up. So those dang leaves will still be in the spring. They'll melt, they'll thaw out, they'll blow over my yard, and I'll have to do them all over. I hate doing things twice. I especially hate doing leaves twice, and I'm going to have to do these leaves twice. You still got snow on them? Oh, yeah. You didn't lose your snow. Not wow. yet. Not yet. Oh. Well, not in piles. Not the piles. Not They're the pile. Uh. So I don't know if they'll get them picked up, and if they don't, it means I'm doing it twice, and that'll really... Well, you yeah. got it down for the springtime then. 
Mark it down. Like, about March, March 15th, middle of March, it'll be my Winwood State Convention. It'll be my down. Those damn leaves. They're still there. <laughs> you got so to mold. I, I did that, but I, got, I, I went as long as I could mulching over them, but eventually my 15 trees, yeah. well, that, out, yeah. they beat my mower every time. Yeah. So. Dale, you got any downs? Well, uh, well, yeah, I was, yeah, two things. And the job, obviously, um, like I said earlier, our football team, we, they had high aspirations and um, kind of a bummer they didn't make it to the Dome. Um, had a lot of really good senior leadership, a lot of really good kids. They just didn't, um, just didn't quite do it. We lost to a really good Williamsburg team. Um, so that's kind of a downer. It took a little couple of days for, I think, our kids to figure, kind of figure out and deal with it. But uh, I think they moved on, it seems like. At least they saw them in the hallways and they're back to normal. But that was kind of a downer. And then away from the job, I'll be honest, I'm a fantasy football freak. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other people that play it. And um, I'm in danger of not making the playoffs this year. Me too. And I'm bummed about it, I'll be honest. Um, and I'm going to go on air right here that if I ever draft Philip Rivers again as my quarterback, <laughs> uh, I want somebody to come and find me and uh, run me up a flagpole because uh, he has not done me any great things this year, and I'm watching a little bit of the game now, and if he doesn't get going right now, I'm going to lose, and I know that I will not make the playoffs, and I will be absolutely bummed, and I'll have to listen to all the guys in my league tell me that this is now 16 years in a row that I have not won um, the championship, and I'm one of only two teams in our league that have not won a championship. So uh, I got to live with that shame because there's, there's a lot of guys in our league that will make sure I know that I have not won a championship. Are you, are you in a keeper league? No, we don't play keeper. Well, we redraft every year. Well, you should be getting number one draft pick then if you're the one guy that no, hasn't won No, because we, we do the ping pong ball thing. I had the number uh, one draft gotta... this, this year. I finished – I made the playoffs. I finished fifth. And I had five ping pong balls, and I'll be darned, the guy drew out a number five. Um, and I got the first pick, and I took Alvin Kamara. I, I picked with my heart instead of my head. I should have taken Christian McCaffrey, but it is what it is. I'm five and five, and I don't know what's going to happen. If I lose tonight, I probably will not make the playoffs. Yeah, if I lose tonight, I will not make the playoffs. So you two both play. Do you play, Todd? I don't. Not anymore. I don't either. Oh, I love no. it. Drives me crazy, but I love it. It was fun when I did, but I just found myself. It was just one more thing to do. Yeah, it was. You know, but it's fun to do. But you watch football a whole different way. Oh, absolutely. Like right now, the Chargers, yeah. if they don't score. You don't care who wins this game. Not really. It's really I want Philip Rivers. Rivers. He's going to get the ball back right, right now. I want Philip Rivers to throw a touchdown pass to Keenan Allen, and I will win. <laughs> yeah, I need, Melvin, I need Melvin Gordon to, <laughs> to pick up some yards here. So. Oh, no, so now you two are going against each other. Well, no. Well, San Diego needs to run it. Rivers needs to throw it. Yeah, he can throw it to out. Melvin on a. Yeah, that's fine, that's with, fine with me. <laughs> get him some screen stuff. It'll be good shit, man. I'm getting there, but it's going to be take. Oh, man. Time's running out. We need to score twice, maybe. Well, my down's kind of the same. I don't know. It's probably a combination of things, but our new neighborhood we live in, I am surrounded by retired guys who are on their lawn every other day. And the AD still has his leaves down. <laughs> and I mean, I've got some big old maple trees, big old leaves. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, I'm going to skip going to the lake. Yeah. I'm going to stay home and do leaves. But it's going to be nice, so i got to get it done. But Are you getting you a know, stare from your neighbors? I think a little bit. I'm yeah. trying not to get voted off the island. <laughs> and get kicked out of the neighborhood. And there, oh, there. So there I'm sitting this afternoon before I leave to come down to Des Moines. They're out there again. And the dude behind me just mowed on Saturday. And they're good guys. I mean, and they're they're fine. But it's like, they're probably thinking, when is he going to get his yard done? <laughs> hey, here's the thing, though. You go to the lake instead. You smoke them an apple pie and a pumpkin pie while you're up there. Bring them back and you, and you share some neighborhood love. And they'll forget all about your leaves. Yeah, they might. But they're still going to be there. Oh, and we don't have the big vacuum that comes around. You I have gotta, the new new? No, all right. new, new. I got to take care of them. So. <laughs> this is called the no no. <laughs> I promise, guys, tell I'm going to get them this weekend. Tell me there's somebody who's going to listen to this. Would you please just give us a quick email and say, yeah, Stecker, I know what you're talking about the new new because I'm feeling like I'm on the island right now. Tell, <laughs> the Teletubby Island right now. I think, uh, well, you're younger than I am. Teletubbies wasn't a thing yet. Lose Clues, kids did you young. get that at all? Lose Clues, oh yeah. Uh, I think my youngest Maybe daughter I. did. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
All right. Well, there you have it. What's up? What's down today? All right. So let's, we're going to talk about a few things uh, today, just some random topics. Um, we're going to start with talking a little bit about sleep. You know, In the 32-hour clock. Yeah, there you go. The 32-hour clock of Scott Jarvis and how you kind of manage the sleep factor. I mean, I, there's a lot of studies now. I think we're seeing more and more come about when you talk about fitness and things where sleep... I mean, we're talking to our kids about it more now, you know, get your eight hours sleep, whatever it is. I, I don't know if eight hours is reasonable for us. feels great when you get it. Oh, jeez. I think one time last week, I just, it was one of those, well, we went last Wednesday, took my dad to a concert in Council Bluffs, got home at one. I got up to be at the school at seven to do our mental performance class on Thursday. So I was on about four hours sleep. I actually went home for lunch and got about 10 minutes. (laughs) Got a power nap in? Got a power nap in, got back, did the rest of the day. And about 8.30 that night, I I told Deb, I said, that's it, done, out. And I I got eight solid hours, felt great. But we just can't do that all the time. I don't remember the last time I got eight hours of sleep. My body doesn't let me do that anymore. Even on a morning I don't have anything to do, it's 5 o'clock, 5.30, and I'm just, bam, mm-hmm. I'm just awake. Mm-hmm. And I, even if I doze back off again, it's, I, I, I'm better off getting up than I yeah. am dozing back off and getting another hour of, of, of halfway sleep. But it's hard to get with us. Uh, I've been waking up at like 4.30 in the morning and not, and not being able to go back to sleep. Did your mind start racing? Yeah, yep. then, I, then yep. I start thinking about... Okay, I got to get this done, this done, this done, this done. I got to do that. And then I just work, work myself up into a uh-huh. yeah. a, f- a frenzy yeah. of everything I need to get done. And I just can't yeah. get my brain to shut off. And it drives my wife crazy. And I have to have, and I don't know if you guys like this, I have to have the TV on to go to sleep. It like distracts me from thinking about things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have that too. I, well, I fall asleep to it at night, but I, I try not to turn it back on. I'd rather just get up and go, yeah, get moving. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> I've slept a hell of a lot better the last five months. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Really? I mean, I can't believe that. Really? I mean, when I was in Des Moines, I think that was the pace I was living. Yeah. I'm not living that pace anymore. Yeah. I'm really not. You know, if I got stuff to do, I'll get up and do it. But when I wake up at 4.30, I can go back to sleep now. Right. I think it's just a matter of, I'm, I, I just, I think a lot of it has to do maybe with, I don't know, it's my psyche. I mean, we're all wired differently. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I know now I don't, I don't worry about near as much stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have near as much. I don't know. I need to drink that Kool Aid. You got any extra? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it is. It's a. It's a. It's a different pace. It's a different life. Um, you think some of that should just do with the fact that you feel like you're more supported in your role than you were before? I mean, is that some I, of the, the piece that just yeah. comes with that? Right. Just yeah. Better yeah. fit. Yeah, I think that's that's it more than anything. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah, definitely. They're just a piece that wasn't there the last four or five years, you know. And uh, but a lot of it is the support that you get, um, being in the right fit. So I don't know what the the answer is. I just think when we have it, when you got a chance to rest, though, you got to rest. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, Dale. You mentioned earlier you love this, this Thanksgiving time, and and for me, I think I. I, I love Thanksgiving, but one of the things I love most about it is it's it's my traditional week off. Yeah. Uh, even though we sell school Monday, Tuesday, yeah. uh, I'll work my tail off to get everything organized. Yeah. Uh, so the, the the winter sports coaches with the practices and the jamborees and the, the, the just beginning of the year stuff they've got going on, they can manage on their own. I'm not needed for that, and I will take that week off. And I really look forward to that mm-hmm. that week because I do get a shutdown uh, when the fall is finished. Uh, before the winter time starts going, so I I love Thanksgiving for that reason. It's turn the email off and yes, about nine days of no agenda mm-hmm. other than turkey and right that kind of thing. 
Well, I, I think part of that rest is, too, we, we've got to do that. We've got to take advantage of the times when we don't have to be there. Right. Yeah. Um, we don't have to be there for the Jamborees. We're playing a Hall of Pride game away. Yeah. I don't have to be there. Right. You know, next Saturday, so I probably won't go. No. Yeah. Um, I think one of the hard things for me, too, is... is there's also that constant pressure on us, and I know it. I know that if I'm if I'm exercising, I'm managing the stress of the job better. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always struggle a lot of times with the the balancing. I know I need sleep. I know that working out three four times a week, getting running or something like that, is yep. going to do me some good also. But then it, you know you get home and it gets hard. You get in the winter time and it's dark when you go to work and it's dark when you, dark come, when home you come home. Yeah. And and stuff. Like that. How do you? What's the right answer in terms of? Well, I could get up an hour earlier and, and get a run or a workout or something like that in, but then instead of six hours of sleep, it's five hours of sleep. And which of those, yeah, I got my workout in, but I only got five hours of sleep, which is the right thing to do. And I think that gets hard for ADs to manage also is uh, keeping those two things in the right balance also. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we right answering email at 8.30 at night? I don't know, but we do. We do. I know. We do. I, I, I try I to. I do, too, and I quit kind of doing that. I was in a bad habit of looking at my phone before I'd go to bed, and there'd be some stupid email sitting there, and then I'd think about it all night. So mm-hmm. what, I've, what I've tried to do the last, I don't know, maybe three or four years is just gets to a certain point, you know, maybe 9, 9.30, um, unless I'm at school and stuff. <clears throat> I just won't look at my phone, um, and I won't... Uh, I won't take any phone calls. And I've told my coaches at meetings, I said, don't call me unless it's, you know, unless it's an emergency and you need me right now, please don't call me after 9 o'clock or 9.30 because, you know, I, I'd like to have a good night's sleep, whatever yeah. that means, you know, yeah. five or six hours. Um, so that's been kind of nice, and that's something that actually I've had my wife help me with that. And uh, <laughs> she's like, she, don't don't look at your phone, yeah. okay? Because it's sitting over there. Just leave it alone. And yep. and so I have, and I've gotten better the last two or three years for sure of not looking at it after like nine nine thirty, especially during the week and on the weekends. I might just let it sit there on a Saturday and not even look at it. And Sunday morning, I might get up, I'll get up and I'll look at it and see if I there's something I really need. But most of the stuff we all know it can probably wait. It's just we don't have the ability to let it wait. Yeah. You know, we got to manage that somehow. So right. um, those are some things I've tried, and it's worked for the most part. But when I when I can leave my phone alone. Right. Yeah. I think you make a great point about we, we'll make that mistake of we'll, I'll just check one more email and we justify it by well if I just if I take care of this email right now yeah. it'll make my morning go better and yeah. easier. Yeah. And then yeah. it's that one email that now it's two in the morning you're still thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and your sleep is just... And you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Goes the Iowa delegation. Speaking of sleep, they're calling a night already. Yeah. Pansies. Pansies. <laughs> Mr. Huff. Yeah, well, Mr. Huff. What's that? So Mr. Huff in the house. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Huff, Mr. Cook. Mr. Cook. Give me words of wisdom for Mr. us. <laughs> That's an old man's bedtime. <laughs> We're just talking about sleep. We are talking yeah, about sleep. Yeah, you stay at this long enough, you can retire like uh, Huff and myself. <laughs> and then you get all the sleep you need. Yes. That's right. No, right? you don't. You can't make it up. You can't make up the sleep. <laughs> but Sam, Sam Elliott said in Roadhouse, I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead, wow. dog. Yeah. <laughs> guess what? He died. <laughs> he gone. Jeff Cook wisdom right there. There you go. Should mic drop off of that right there. Yeah, there they go. Sam Elliott mentioned in the podcast, it's over. It's over. That's it. Uh, well, and it, the, the thing I, I think we got to get away from too, though, is that we don't wear it like a badge of honor mm-hmm. that we're sleeping five or That's six true. hours. Right. Yes. You know, I, I think we've got to realize we, we're no good to anybody. If we don't take care of ourselves and aren't yep. good to ourselves, yep. we can't function once we get, you know, I don't drink a lot of coffee. I don't. Oh, that's too bad. I, I know. I mean, I don't. <laughs> so I don't pump a lot of caffeine into myself. Um, can't even fathom life without Diet Mountain Dew. I just mainstream that stuff. But I mean, we just, I, I think we've got to learn to take care of ourselves a little yeah, bit too. Right. And, You're right. Yeah. 
Um, it doesn't get any easier, I know, but we aren't solving any problems here. No, we're not. We're not. It's, but it, it's something you need to pay attention to yeah. uh, in our job, or you'll get consumed by it, and you'll be out of energy, and you'll be tired and grumpy, and something small will set you off, and yeah. next thing you know, you're spending a week digging yourself out of a hole you should have never been in in yeah. the first place. I think, the, I think the key is just that when we have an opportunity to shut it down at 8.30 or 9 yeah. on a Wednesday night, Maybe we shut it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've tried to read more. We didn't, we didn't put a TV back in our bedroom. Um, we haven't for a couple couple years. Philip Rivers, too bad. Dale, sorry. That's another did, point down the two. So did you get negative points yeah, on the negative one. It's right. killing me. Philip Rivers needs to get more sleep, I think. I think he yeah. does. Yeah. Sleep deprived. Well, let's move. We'll All move right. on. Let's, let's talk a little bit about balancing that manager versus leader this is a kind of a common topic comes up a lot um something i was asked a couple years ago in des moines and i said frankly i just feel like i'm more of a manager Mm -hmm. because i'm just trying to manage stuff i do feel now that i'm more of a leader because of where i'm at and what i've got time to do Mm -hmm. and maybe it's a choice but yet some of it is just kind of I'm, I'm just able to do it yeah. so I feel more like a leader now um, I think Scott you brought this up so mm-hmm. what prompts that from you I mean I just you know we, we all talk about the same thing it's we got all the mundane tasks that we need to do make sure we got buses make sure our schedule's accurate you know all those things and then you know we've talked about it before and I know Aaron's talking about it like, you know it's how do we find time to do that extra stuff? Like Aaron's done that leadership thing and you're doing that leadership thing, Todd. And those are the things that we need to be doing. And it's it's struggling to find that mm-hmm. extra time. You know, like so t- today I'm frantically putting together my PowerPoint for our 3D coaches stuff Wednesday morning. Um, you know, so how much time and thought do I have to put into that when I'm, you know, coming off of doing all the just the, the managerial yep. type of things. It's and it's getting to the thirty-two hour mm-hmm. time clock for yeah. for everyone, and yeah. that that's the that's just it. I just I struggle with trying to find time to yep. do the extra stuff. Yeah. Even so, probably more so now than I probably even have in the past. So, well, I asked. I went and met with Bill Watson last spring. Yeah. And Urbandale, Dr. Bill. And I asked him that same question. And he just said he delegates time. He'll come in his first two hours, 7.30 to 10 or 8 to 10, whatever it is, is all manager stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he'll just set that aside. And he won't look at his email and he'll just do whatever, le- he'll get whatever leadership stuff yeah. he needs to get ready for the mm-hmm. next three hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at one o'clock or so, he'll shift back to managing and doing what he has to get ready for the rest of the afternoon, whether it's a game yeah. or something. So he just kind of delegates time, mm-hmm. sets blocks of time to do that, and uh, just does it. That's his routine. That's the the army man in him, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah, he's got more discipline than I have too. But I guess then I ask the question: Does he not have the fires walking in the door? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what gets you. That's, I think that's what gets me and gets me off track and gets me, uh, messes up that discipline to the point where I just, my time isn't managed as well as it needs to be. And then you're, then you're. Okay. Let's define fires. <clears throat> or is it fires? Oh, is it fires that we're flaming, that we're letting become fires? Cause I would, I would, here's what I question. Okay. If a parent comes in or a parent calls and said, I want to talk to you. Do we have to? No. They do, do they get to interrupt our day to to complain? Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime a parent comes in, we're going to make an appointment yeah. because they don't have a right to walk in and interrupt the day. Yeah. And so I try to tell them that at parent meetings too. If we have something, I just not that I don't. I'll talk to you, but let's make an appointment so yeah. we can plan it out and. And be ready. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's the same thing with coaches. 
how many times do coaches walk in and, yeah. and their lack of planning mm-hmm. oh, I, is the yes. emergency. Yep. yep, you're completely right. Yep. And obviously, if it's something that's going to not be good for the kids, then I, I guess we have to address it. Yeah. But the, the point is, how much are we letting that turn into a fire? Could it be addressed later yeah. right. if we're in the middle of something? Yeah. No, you're right. Yep. But but as as I mean, I I completely agree with you. But it's the the coach comes in. Hey, hey, I forgot to do this. It needs to get done fairly quick. And you know, I, I probably do do that though. I I take as it comes in the door, and then I'm spending time doing the the stuff I want to do, the leadership, the other things, the extra things. Um, you know, late at night, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, yeah. early in the morning. Yeah. Because during the school day, I just feel like it's that constant revolving door of a kid comes in, Kids a teacher in, comes yeah. in, a, a parent comes in. Uh, that's, and I find my day gets eaten up with a lot of yeah. last second stuff. Yep. I think you make a great point, Todd. I mean, it's a takeaway from this conversation would be how do you, how do you set that up? with your parents and with your coaches so that they understand I, I am more than happy to meet with you I'm more than happy to talk with you but and I think it all the time I'm like I, you know I, you don't get to walk into your realtor or your banker or your accountant or your doctor and say see me now mm-hmm. you have to make an appointment yep. but then the same as expected you know in, in reverse right. those folks right. get to walk into our office and say I'm ticked off about my daughter's playing time or this coach left my gym in the shambles. I spent a half hour picking it up, and you need to do something about it. And all of a sudden, that becomes what you're doing. Our, our, our fire uh-huh. that we're putting out. <clears throat> yeah. uh, and, and so it doesn't get reciprocated. And maybe that gets frustrating. I, that's a good point, is being intentional about that. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes if there's things to get done, like today, I just shut my door for yeah. an hour. You might yeah. have to. And I, I told my secretary, <clears throat> when the door is shut, you screen it all unless it's a total emergency Mm -hmm. but there was a couple things I wanted to get done before I came down here so I just shut the door and and did it Mm -hmm. that's about what you have to do I mean in my situation it's it's not so much parents it's the kids and if there's a discipline thing you know Kid ends up in the office. Well, you got to deal with them because you're assistant principal. I'm assistant principal. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you, that's, that's the your thing, job too. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that I run into is, you know, it's it's the kids that, you know, you get kid things that you got to deal with and you can't wait and and it eats up. You know, there's some things that eat up. Quite frankly, eat up two or three hours of your day. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, now what you had planned to do gets pushed back. Um, you know, if a parent emails me or I get a phone call, it's like you said, it's like, well, can we meet later? This is when I have a time, I'm going to chunk you out, and we're going to meet then. But <clears throat> it's when the kid things happen, yeah. um, you know, and then you got to do lunch duty. And that takes, nope. an hour, that takes an hour and a half of my yep. day, you know, and, and so you got to plan around that. Um, so those are the things that I've noticed lately, the last few years, have seemed to increase, and I've spent a lot more time... Um, staying later than I probably would want to, but you almost have to because then if you don't, the next day is just going to be that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, you do have to have some discipline, but I like, you know, the idea of closing your door and just say, hey, look, give me 40, give me 45 minutes, Yeah. you know, and I can get a few things done and I feel a whole lot better about where I'm at. So yeah. um, that's something that I think people need to do more of. It's not that you, know, you try to be standoffish, but you need that time to get that stuff done because you do become the leadership stuff goes all away and all you're doing is managing what's happening yeah. and you're managing yourself yeah. and that's unfortunately that's not really what we should be doing mm-hmm. yeah. and it's the, the leadership stuff takes time yeah yeah um to lead the right way, you've got to build relationships. That takes time. Yep. Uh, you got to have conversations. You have to get out of your desk and, and out of your office and go talk with coaches and talk with kids and talk with parents. And and that takes time um, to do that. To develop leadership classes or to develop 3D, you know, things, you know, coaching PD and things like that takes time. So 
we've got to find the right way to do it because, and, and I'll be honest, this I thoroughly enjoyed this this mental performance. Yep. But it, you ask my family, it's been nine straight Sundays mm-hmm. uh, in the office for four yep. or five hours because that's when I can get to it uninterrupted and, and focus on it the way I want to focus on it. Yep. You know, I've got I got the, the thing spinning in my head all week long, but uh, it, I need the quiet time of Sunday to get yeah. it done, and so I'm kind of glad I've gotten through it once now. I get some Sundays back, so... Now you've developed your curriculum yeah. and uh, kind of tweaked It's it. a hard balance. Yeah. yeah. It is. Well, let's talk, kind of goes into maybe the next one a little bit, and about mentoring our young coaches, our new coaches, whether they're... And we, we all have some young ones, or we have new ones to our district, mm-hmm. where we have to you know, kind of get them acclimated, I guess. And, you know, how do we do that? Um, I guess, you know, the one thing I started this year at Green County was a one-on-one mentoring program, Mm -hmm. uh, five times with each coach director. Mm -hmm. So it's a total of like 95 meetings that I'm meeting with these, with everybody. And, you know, those are things where I, it's, some of them are at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. We allocate about 40, 45 minutes for each one. Do you have something that you go through with them? I do. Okay. I do. It's based off of uh, Rod Olson's, oh. well, it was a audio book. And uh, what is it? The greatest Great, greatest motivational tool. Greatest yeah. motivational tool. It's, it's that book. And so they kind of go through the questions they go through. So I kind of have just developed a, a sheet for every one of those. I've got a notebook with every coach, you know in it and uh i keep track of you, you the one big thing is what you're working on you're mm-hmm. trying to help them with and um we've had some i've had some really good honest conversations already yeah and i've got a lot of young coaches and uh, the one thing they just keep telling me is they just feel like they're they're valued mm-hmm. yep. that or at least that i'm listening to them and trying to help them and um uh, it's really been it's really been good, mm-hmm. um, and really the program kind of runs itself. Once you get it set up and yep. you just get the meeting times, I mean, I could show you my spreadsheet of. Yep. I send out emails two weeks ahead of their meeting time with a. I use itinerary. a. What's that? Just kind of give well, an itinerary. they, they, they kind of know that, but I just I have a it, it was something on Google Mail Gmail, mm-hmm. um, to where you can kind of put a schedule in there for the week. Oh. So I can okay. allocate the times they can sign up. Oh. And it's uh, just an extension, and it it's really been pretty handy. Hmm. So and how long do you meet with the how long, how long do you meet with the coaches? Forty minutes is what okay. we allocate oh, wow. per time. By the I time like you go idea. through everything in that, so um, yeah, it's been meeting scheduler for Gmail. Hmm. That's what I use to. Uh, so it's an extension that added into the extension into in the Gmail. Yep. All right. <laughs> meeting scheduler for Gmail. Hmm. What do you do with your new coaches, Dale? Um, we meet with them. Um, I have a meeting every at the beginning of each year for all all our coaches, and then we meet with our our new coaches. Um, actually, what we've done with our um, new teachers is we've we've done two days where they come in and they do different things. The principals do a lot of things with them, but um, I asked a couple hmm. of years ago with, with our new coaches to have some time on those two days. And so we go through different things. A lot of it's nuts and bolts things, but then we just do a little question and answer. We bring in some of our other coaches that have been there a while, and um, they kind of talk about some things. And we just kind of try to set the tone and see what kind of questions they have for us. So it's 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 uh, it's kind of open ended um, because I don't know what questions they're going to have yeah. for us. And um, quite frankly, there's some questions that they ask that I never would have even thought of. Mm. Yeah. And, and so it's been good to learn from our you know, young or new coaches coming into Clear Lake, and like, they just want to know, you know, what, what are the expectations, what has been happening, what do you want from us? So it's been a nice little two-way street that we've had with our new coaches, and, and I think it's helped. And we also have some veteran head coaches that it's been great. That You know, I, I give them a lot of, of responsibility to mentor their young coaches, mm-hmm. you know, in the ways and how that works for their teams. Um, and so we got a nice mix of veteran and new coaches, in our district and it seems to work and they seem to get they seem to get along they seem to work well together they still get protective a little bit and we got to work through those things but i think that's anywhere mm-hmm. so um i like the, the guys and gals that we've hired 
um, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of young, new ideas. But I like the veteran coaches we have because they have given us some stability, which about five years ago we kind of went through a little transition because we had a bunch of veteran coaches and they started retiring and being done mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. it's been good. Good. Well, I always I always try to tell our coaches, too, that your best resources have to be each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've got to lean on each other. And I. Yeah. It's one of the things we've tried to do because there just there hasn't been that camaraderie yeah. there in Greene County, so it's just something you got to kind of work on and try and with build. The, with so. our three D uh, professional development, it's been almost honestly the best thing that's happened is we've had those veteran coaches and some of our younger coaches in there, and the idea sharing and the and the things like, hey, what, do you, what how how are you guys how are you doing this? And then a coach will share, and then we got coaches taking notes, like, oh, that's a great idea, I'm gonna yeah. implement that. Mm -hmm. So that's been really nice. But I do really like. Todd, what you're doing is have mm -hmm. setting aside that five different meeting times. I like that. I think I might mm -hmm. try to do that. Yeah, we set, uh, and three of the times are in their season. Okay. Early season, mid season, and then right before they get to the tournaments. Okay. And the other time would be like clear, like I just yeah. meet with track coaches now for the first time. Okay. And then we'll meet with them again before they start in February. And yeah. They get three times. I mean, like the football coach, I was already had three. Yeah. So then we'll have one like in January and then one in April. So they're like kind of spaced out. Last mm -hmm. year, I just, I just felt like I didn't do a very good job. I had a young coach that I felt bad because I didn't spend as much time with yeah. him last year as I needed to. But I was new too, so I was uh -huh. trying to wrap my brain around it too. But I just felt bad that I, I didn't spend as much time with him as I should have. Mm -hmm. This helps you just be intentional about it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's good. You know, I like that. Um, I can certainly certainly share the format I've used yeah, and kind of the scheduling I've yeah. done. So it's a really good book. I haven't it gotten is, into yeah. implementing it the way I would like to at this point in time. I know you have, but it's a really hmm. it's it's interesting to read and and. So is there quick? Do you just have? Is there just questions that you're going through with them mm -hmm. and discussing mm -hmm. with them? And yeah. So the the format. Aaron, what do you do? I'll pull it up here. Well, and, um, I know what he talks about, and, and there are questions I've tried to implement into conversations I'm having with coaches, you know, the wrap-up types of conversations, but it's it's things like talk about your experience for the year. If you had, uh, if you had to rate it from 1 to 10 in terms of what kind of year it was, <clears throat> what would you rate it? Um, if it's not, you know, none of them are going to come out and say it's a 10, but then you, you can follow up with questions like, Okay, so what types of things could have happened that would have made it that would have made it a ten? Okay, what's what's something that that could happen within your coaching experience that would make it? Or yeah, let's say it'd give you an eight. What, what what would make it a nine next year? Yeah, mm -hmm. and then okay, what can you do to help it get it there? What control do you have in getting that done? And then how can I help you get there? And then coming up, I think with Todd, he gets into you probably you know, the idea of setting setting goals with them of what's okay so what's one thing you can do in the next two months it's called one big thing to, to move forward yeah. Yep. yeah yeah I mean he hit it we talk about you kind of see it as a not a meeting this is just yeah. part of a process sure yeah. you know so I don't we don't we tell them we don't want to see it as a meeting something you have to do um, but just part of a process to yeah. get better to help them get better that's good you okay. ask them what they're doing well you know, so then they get to tell you what they're doing well, and I think you can reemphasize that too. Um, again, rate their professional life one to ten, mm -hmm. and I make them tell me why is it a, a seven. Yeah. Okay. The, the, and one of the neatest things that happened was one of our young coaches said, "It's a six. <laughs> he was just brutally honest. Because I tell him in the beginning, I said, just, "You got to be honest. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. I don't tell me things I want to hear because right. that doesn't do us any good." Right. And so then we talked about why it was a six, and then it just helped him feel better, I think, yeah. that he got to talk through it. Yeah. It just led to that conversation, yeah. you know. Um, how do you like working here? What can I help you move closer to a 10? How can I yeah. help you yep. move closer to a 10? What kind of Can I do? get that from you, Tom? Yep, you That'd bet. be awesome. I'd really like to use that. Yep. That's good stuff. And then that one big thing. And again, I tell him that can be one thing you're going <laughs> to work on. Till we meet again next time. Yep. It could be something you're going to work on through your whole season, mm -hmm. entire season that we can touch base on and see how it's going. Um, it's been really, really good. Nice. And you just kind of one thing 
you make them say all the time, you know, give me your takeaway from this meeting. What are you going to take away from here? Yeah. Every time. Mm-hmm. And uh, without a doubt, that's when they come back and say, you know, I just really feel like I'm valued yeah. and you're listening. And uh, they just really are, I think, enjoying it too. So it's been good. Been good. Well, I think we're going to wrap up. And uh, Dale, we're going to wrap up by asking you a couple things here. Okay. okay? This, this is a couple things that we ask um, all of our guests. Um, so you're no different. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no special treatment. No special treatment. So, Dale, just kind of talk through who were some of your mentors as, as, uh, that got you kind of into this. And then what did you learn from them? Well, I think I just fell into the job um, because the guy that <clears throat> was in front of me became the principal, and I'd been the middle school AD for a couple of years, and um, we had worked together. And so he, I don't know, he must have he must have seen something in in what I was doing, or felt like I had the ability to, to do the job. And so um, that's kind of how it all started. But as I got going, I guess, um, and I don't want to give this guy a whole lot of credit. Because he'll take most of it anyways. Jim Be- Jim Beamer, and Lake Mills. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, and I'll be honest with you, he um, he's not in our conference, but he's you know thirty miles away up in North Iowa, and, and um, we had coached volleyball against each other, and so we'd kind of known each other already. But um, he kind of got me going. Um, I wasn't really sure the convention I went a couple years, and I'm like, why would I why would I keep going to this? Why would why would this be something I'd need to do? And and uh, he, he kind of got me going a little bit and started talking to me about stuff and what was important about, you know, being at the convention and getting involved in the association. <clears throat> and then I went to the national convention in San Antonio. Um, a few, well, it's been quite a few years back. And, and uh, that, was, that was kind of an eye-opening experience. And so I, the more I got involved, the more I went to things, uh, you know, I just felt like, um, yeah, this was something I needed to do because there was a lot of... Uh, camaraderie and sharing mm-hmm. you know you'd get that with coaching when you go to something you know but there's always an edge with coaches they don't always tell you everything mm-hmm. and when you're an ad i just feel like if i have a question or a problem or something i need help with i can call anybody or you know email folks and they're going to say hey this is what i did when it happened to me type of thing and and so you know he he was um ken schreiber was another one he was the one that encouraged me probably the most um to get involved at um, and, and run for the chairs and get through and, and Jim was part of that being a junior and senior director in Northeast Iowa but Ken Schreiber I got to know him through Jim um, and those two guys were kind of the two guys that you know um, probably at the beginning were the two biggest influences on me getting involved um, with and kind of helped me to get where I'm at today um, and you know the guys in our, in our North Central Conference there's a lot of guys that um it's just nice to go to a meeting every month that people are doing the same thing you're doing. And there isn't anybody in my school. There was one guy, I guess. He was an AD before he moved to Clear Lake. But that you can go and you can talk about stuff, and they know exactly what you're talking about. And you can get some ideas and that type of thing. So, um, it, and it's just such a network. I mean, I've met a whole, whole different crew of people that I probably would never met. And when you email somebody, you're going to get a response back. If not that day certainly within a day or so, um, and, and they're going to tell you what they think. And um, so that's what I really enjoyed about this experience. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next four years, three and a half years now, I guess it is, um, to see where this is going to go and take and, and take myself um, and see what I can give back. I mean, it's all about giving back. And, and there's new, you know, um, not so much in our conference. I feel like we got a lot of guys that have been around for a while, but there's new people and 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 we and my, part of my thing is I want to identify the new people and just see what kind of help, what can I do for them that people did for me when I was, you know, fresh into this. And um, I mean, you're learning something every day, and um, there's so many c- cool ideas and so many people out there that that are willing to tell you and share with you what they're doing. Um, that's what's cool about this profession. Mm-hmm. I really believe everybody wants to give back and everybody wants to help each other and. Um, I think that's probably why I've stuck with it, yeah. and we'll do it as long as they'll let me do it. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Well, I think that's great because, I mean, if we we just can't lose sixty to seventy of yeah. the ads 
a year in the state. You know, yeah. we've got to try and figure out how we can keep them in it to get yeah. through the the first wave of the first few years mm -hmm. where they yeah. start to see some light or yeah. feel like they're making yeah. a difference. I, I almost feel like it takes you like I always feel like it takes me four years. And I've been at a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. It takes me about four years to get things the way I, you know, feel like they should yeah, be. Yeah, I would, I would say for me, of course, yeah, same thing. I mean, it's like year three, you kind of feel like maybe you got yeah. things figured a little bit. But. Mm -hmm. You know where the, the bullets are coming from. That's and right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The other question, Dale, is uh, just kind of a general one, too, but what's your why? When your feet hit the floor in the morning, what gets you going? What? Uh, why do you do what you do? <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, uh, it's funny because we just talked, where the heck were we at? I don't remember where I was at just recently, but we were talking about it, and I guess the why I do it is, is one, because I think that, that um, activities and athletics give kids a whole other opportunity to be involved and we all know that the more they're involved the better students are going to be all that kind of stuff um and so that's probably why I, why i'm doing what i'm doing just because of those opportunities um it's fun to watch those kids outside of the classroom lunch rooms where i see most of them hallways is mm -hmm. where i see most of them but you know to see them on the football field volleyball court running cross country um it's just fun watch them. So you have something to talk to them about that's different than school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I would say, this is really the thing that I noticed, especially being AD um, and assistant principal, is every day, I know in the classroom, things are different every day. But I also know in the position I'm at, I know that every day I'm going to walk through the door and there's going to be something completely different than what happened the day before. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I look forward to because you just never know what it's going to be it could be something really good or it could be something really crappy but at some point <laughs> you're going to deal with both of them yeah and it just makes you a better person a stronger person and um you know i just look forward to that thing every day is going in there and going gosh i wonder what's going to happen today yes. you know and how am i going to react to it how i'm going to deal with it am i going to be able to help a kid am i going to be able to rejoice with the kid that something really cool happened to him or her um and, and that's why i do it because i just know it's not going to be the same um, each day is not going to be the same because I know when I was in the classroom just felt like you just get into a rut you know and I don't feel that way with the job I have now between being the AD and being assistant principal in high school I can't think of one day that's been the same you know and that's true that keeps me that keeps me fresh I think keeps me moving and just getting those relationships built outside of the, the school the cafeteria and the hallways and stuff like that um and the kids notice. Um, I share a story real quick. <clears throat> um, my nephew sails, and it's a big thing on Saturdays and Sundays in Clear Lake. And so he's out there sailing. He's got a couple of buddies, and they're all sailing. And one of his buddies' dads comes up to me, and he said, gee, my, my kid said, gosh, it's really cool that Dale came out and watched us sail today. Mm -hmm. And I just it struck me because I was really out there to watch my nephew sail. But this kid noticed that we were out there and we've been out there for two or three weeks in a row and um it doesn't matter to me anymore that he thinks that i was out there to watch him sail too but mm -hmm. you'd be surprised when and i tell this to our coaches and our teachers in our beginning of the year meeting come to an event it gives you another thing to talk to the kids about yeah. and you'll be surprised how many of those kids will come up to you and say Thanks for coming to our event, or they notice when you're Absolutely. there. Absolutely, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. And so that's what I, you know, that's another thing that I. It's just kind of neat to know that the kids pay attention, and they yeah. do, and they watch you, and, yeah. and they know you're there, and they appreciate the fact that you're there, and you're giving up a lot of your time because mm -hmm. I think there's a few of them that understand that as an AD, you give up a ton of time, and and they know I don't have a kid in the district anymore, and. Um, some of them come up and tell you thanks for coming or thanks for doing it, you know. So that's kind of cool too. And yeah, um, yeah, those are things that make it worth it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yep. I like the point you made too. Of I mean, you said to be able to uh, rejoice with a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we don't celebrate enough. Yeah, yep. we got to celebrate more. Mm -hmm. So good stuff yeah well Dale thanks for yeah this is cool yeah. yeah pretty easy huh yeah it's yeah. fun <laughs> we grabbed you off the uh, bus coming back from Jethro's yeah, we, for some reason we, we had a hard time getting somebody to talk to us tonight yeah. I don't know maybe yeah. that's why I'm not going to be here next year 
That's true. <laughs> we're, we're auditioning for right. the third wheel. Looking for, new, looking for somebody else. Looking for better personnel. Dang it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. good stuff. Oh, yep. good. Well, thanks, Dale. Yep, thank you, guys. And good luck yeah. up in Clear Lake. Yeah, we we look right. forward to the next uh, three and a half years, yeah, your leadership here within the I state association. I appreciate it's good to learn from you guys, and, and um, I'm looking forward to it myself. Cool. Yeah. Very good. You'll enjoy the time. Yeah, it's a great ride. Yep. Well, we're going to go to bed. We're going to get some sleep. Get some sleep. Yep, get there some sleep. Go. All right. Well, everybody out there, have a good week. Take care. Uh, take some time here if you don't have anything going on. Get a little rest. But uh, buckle up. Here comes winter. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right. See everybody later. See ya. Be blessed. <laughs>